0: everybody welcome into pace the nation broadcasting back here in studio 1a in downtown arlington virginia back again in the heart of the universe here in clarendon for episode 180 of pace the nation i'm your host chris farley alongside me across from me of course one of my co-hosts is test strike tess what's up
1: how's it going chris it's good
0: it's good yes it is um a great day to uh, be doing pace the nation. It's a, uh, you know, we usually start and talk about the weather. So the weather is above freezing, so that's always good.
1: And ice free for and the most part. And ice free
0: right now. I think like the snow is melting, so that's good. Um, so uh, yeah, it's a, it's 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 going really well. It's also bringing my other co-host or other co-host to my left. Of course, it's William e. Docs. Docs, what's up?
2: So that we can get a counterpoint to that stupid point you just made about the snow (laughs) melting being a good thing. We were robbed this weekend of a snowstorm.
0: Oh, I was very happy. No, that that was terrible. (laughs) Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. It depends on who you ask. I was
1: outside Sunday night to watch the eclipse, and I was delighted that it was only 12 degrees and not snowing. Wow.
2: It's better if it snows.
1: No. Mm. Um, Well... I have uh, –
0: I, I like a little bit of snow, and I think I got my fill already for this year. So um, I was very happy that we had just a little bit of rain and, and not too much snow. Uh, it was a big weekend of no snow. Also, uh, we talk about weather, we talk about sports. The Super Bowl is – the the competitors for the Super Bowl uh have been it's defined set. at this point. It's all set. Yep. Although
2: ironically, uh the third place match uh should be <laughs> the <laughs> the actual Super Bowl. Right. right. It's amazing that, that both teams true. got hose jobbed.
0: Yeah, it is it is crazy that uh you could easily see uh the Chiefs and Saints in the Super Bowl. Well, but the
2: referees missed some, some, yeah. or either missed or made terrible calls in both games. There's definitely
1: an eye doctor in, I think, <laughs> uh, New Orleans who's offering free prescription really? checks to the refs.
0: Wow. There's a, a, and then there's a, that's, I didn't hear that one, but there's a, another story out of New Orleans where there's a car dealership guy who's buying billboards in Atlanta, uh, full bar- billboards that said the NFL screwed the Saints. <laughs> so. Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh craziness. I I did feel bad for I know as a as a Washington Redskins fan if that happened to my team, I would be despondent. Dude,
2: if I was on either yeah. end of those games, yeah. uh I would not be, It'd be happy tough. at all. It'd be tough. And I I think that you know, congratulations to the teams that are going, but come on like uh nobody wants to see games that are decided those ways. So. No doubt. Yeah.
0: But Boom. the Super Bowl is here uh, or it's gonna be in a couple weeks. Uh yeah. Patriots and uh, Rams. Uh who you who do you got, Tess?
1: I had the Saints. Oh, you I had, had the to Saints come up All with right. a new plan.
0: Yeah, well, uh, I, I I don't know. I mean I, I I think they're trying to like I think there is some sort of rule that that uh, one of the players is saying, like if the commissioner, commissioner can overturn there is some rule out the, there that the commissioner able can restart to the game. Restart at, the game, but and, yeah. the,
2: the commissioner has been completely silent. They're not yeah. going to do that.
0: So it, Saints, I think, are ninety nine point nine percent out. But there, there, there could
2: be
1: like oh, there's a no, replay way. Of, they're yeah, there's no way they're not coming
2: back. They're not going to, unfortunately. Gonna, you know. What the what the commissioner could do is restart the game. That's right. Make it make say okay that pass interference was missed. Restart the game at that point. Uh, but it's like they're just not going to do that. I would that. love it's to see that this happen.
0: weekend. That would be cool, but. All right, I, I I think it's going to be the Pats again, Docs.
2: Oh yeah, it's going to be the Patriots again, once again. Mm-hmm.
0: Only NFC East teams can beat the um, exactly. Pats <laughs> yeah. in the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, my team doesn't. But uh, if
2: uh, Alshon Jeffrey doesn't uh, drop that pass, then maybe there was a chance know, for the I NFL know. to exactly.
0: you know to not have the Patriots win. To again. not have
2: the Patriots, but it's going to be the Patriots. Yep. Which means that uh, there's going to be a lot of Los Angeles Rams gear in uh, <laughs> developing countries in about uh, three weeks.
0: I think you say that every year. I love it. Uh, all <laughs> That's right. my
2: favorite thing or about they, the, the Super yeah. Bowl. Because they actually
0: do have to have that gear ready. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they've got to have it in they, the stadium, ready to go uh or not even in the stadium online. i think they've got had it online it's online exactly. you can buy so it they, online yeah. yeah what a waste
2: mm. no it's not a waste <laughs> it goes to a good place they they donate right. it to some very needy people it's right. like the one good thing that comes out of the super bowl except last year there was a lot of good things that came out of the super <laughs> yeah, bowl that's true all right
0: well big show to get to today guys uh i'm glad we got the weather and the sports out of the way uh we want to talk some running uh today we want to talk about the houston marathon a little bit it was houston marathon half marathon some very fast times and some notable performances we want to talk about. Uh, one that I wanted to um, bat around with my co-hosts, uh, one particular performance uh, that I wanted to bat around with you guys.
2: I brought my racket. Uh,
0: also on today's show, uh, we're going to talk about the Garmin Hitman. Um, I
2: don't know what that is, but I'm very excited.
0: We're, we're, it's an interesting story that yeah. uh, a few people have hit me up on. and Get it? So we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll talk about the Garmin Hitman. Uh, there, there's like a lot of deer around here recently. No. I want to talk about the uh, I want to talk about uh, the deer in the woods on my runs and all that stuff. Uh, it, just a, a story or a series of stories that I have about uh, the. The, the the area being overrun with deers. <laughs> overrun? Over, overrun? Over with deer. With deer. Yeah. <laughs> deer, deers, okay.
2: deer. I, I don't know. Deer. 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 A deer. female deer.
0: Yeah. Uh, also on today's program, I'm going to uh, tell you guys about a challenge that I have no chance of, of completing. Or uh,
2: That could be a long show. I, mean, I it's, could
0: it's contribute it's a, to it's that a year. It's a year-long challenge that I don't think I can make one day. Uh, And then finally on today's program, very excited to have uh, a very special guest, WTOP reporter and photographer Dave Dildine will join us. Uh, There is an incredible story uh, from a couple weeks ago that uh, Dave was a part of. He saved a woman who was on a run in Rock Creek Park uh, and who somehow fell into the Rock Creek uh, the Rock Creek Creek and was about to drown but Dave uh, went in and saved her went in the water and saved her hurt her went in the water saved her uh, just an incredible story that um, we're, we're very excited to have Dave on to tell uh a a cautionary tale really okay Um, and i wanted to i I wanted to touch on that real quick if i could but Uh, but but before you do yeah go ahead
2: i've been waiting to to make fun of your redundant rock creek creek (laughs) but you said like 600 words afterwards like without taking a breath sorry sorry gotta leave a chance for me to make fun of you yeah that was what should i call it the rock you said the rock creek it's the rock creek it's the rock creek yeah it's not the Rock Creek Creek? It's, it's the, the Rock, Rock Rock Creek Creek.
0: <laughs> right. So it's the 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 water that's in Rock Creek is a creek.
2: It's a creek, yeah. Right.
0: And she fell in and almost drowned. Uh, so you're making just to be clear, you're making fun of the way I described it, yes. not of the actual event that happened. No, of yeah. course
2: not. The <laughs> event is is amazing. A very
0: serious event.
2: And yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but, but it kind of—it does—it does, it does uh, make me. I, I did want to bring this up as a cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get Dave on to talk about it here in just a minute. But so this was Sunday. So did it snow Sunday morning? I believe it snowed Saturday night into Sunday morning yeah. a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. right? So it was.
2: Oh, I wish it would snow again. Fr-
0: fr- <laughs> freshly, uh, it was. It was a fresh snowstorm, mm-hmm. uh, and this woman. Sarah Kirkpatrick was running and then stopped to take a picture and she was running by herself, uh, in the middle of the rock Creek park. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think her roommate knew where she was, her dad and her roommate knew where she was, but she was by herself, uh, and ends up trying to take a picture and Dave can tell the story, ends up trying to take a picture and then falls into the Creek and literally almost dies. Um, you know and that's kind of the running part dave the hero will come in and tell the, the the rest of the story but it really made me think about how easily that could have been something that i would have done i believe that mm-hmm.
2: too 100% and and for me to relate to this as well if something happens to me Nobody will know.
0: <laughs> Wait, your roommate or dad wouldn't know. <laughs> well, you don't have a roommate. I don't have a roommate. That's true. Your 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 parents would
2: eventually put two and two together <laughs> after a couple of weeks.
0: But it it was uh, yeah. I mean, I think she may have had one of those, um, you know, one of those shoe tags that tells uh, you know who she is and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. an ID, an ID that. But I don't think anybody knew uh, that, that Dave or. Um, you know, at least the EMTs wouldn't have known who she was if she didn't have that, because she didn't have any other identification on her immediately. So when
2: when you run, is there any? Do you guys have any ID at all?
1: Yeah, I have a little wristband.
0: You have a wristband. So I have my phone, um, but I yeah, I mean. My phone's locked, though. So yeah, if, if the I phone's was, not going to help. It's not going to really help. So you do have a wristband that my has your... My parents
1: got me one a couple years ago because this this story is my mom's worst nightmare. It's actually a smart idea. <laughs> yeah. I was like thinking, like, why? No, can it's your a great mom gift. get me
0: one too? <laughs> I mean, like seriously. So you do run with...
1: Yeah, like, especially if I'm on a trail and I'm by myself. Like, I always run with my phone if I'm on a trail, but in this scenario, the phone didn't help her. Right, And, and at least having that external ID helped emts or, or get right. some kind of emergency contact info well
2: Farley, you have your name written on your underwear as well. <laughs> right. that's true
1: yeah but if it gets wet yeah. unless it's appropriately stitched and, and right. that's <laughs> true which
2: mine
0: usually is but
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: it's very true like i i thought about wow i i run i've probably run and he'll have to tell us exactly where they were i probably run that you know a thousand times by where she was brag much and you know i mean I, i've Probably at least, I mean, you know, Tess wants us to take pictures. I for do the, mm. for the, you know, for the podcast for the gram. Yeah,
2: this yeah this is one more answer. reason for me to, have to take pictures.
0: Yeah, so you know, I could see myself taking a picture, and she was simply taking a picture, and I would have never have thought about, but uh, the, the snow and you know the lack of footing, but you know, now that you think about it, ten inches of snow fell. I could easily see you know falling, and it was a it was a um the creek was iced over, but just a little bit, so crack in the ice was easy to fall into the water, and you know that could um easily have been me, so yeah. it really hit home uh but fortunately, dave was there, but again we'll let
2: well there's there's a few safety things one is the story is uh running by herself, yeah you know as well
0: and I, yeah I, I I know I think about that, and i you know you think about that because of you know safety concerns being attacked or something like that but I'd never thought about it in terms of like
1: an accident, an accident. scenario yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: so that is um a, a you know a big thing a big eye opener to me also you need to know where you are at all points um because I would have had no idea what part of Rock Creek Park yeah, like what was. mile marker
1: to look yeah. at or, or exactly what intersection yeah. you're closest to
0: yeah so Uh, I know I've been on, um, you know, a number of runs recently where uh, it's, you know, pretty, pretty uh, isolated because there's not many people out when when it's cold and all this snows on the ground, which is almost gone. Thank goodness. But when it's uh, you know, there's not many people out. It's it's uh, it's not as definitely not as safe. All right. But let's have Dave tell the story. Uh, Very excited to have WTOP. Photographer and reporter Dave Dildine. He's gonna join us next here on Pace Nation. All right, welcome back to the show. And now, Tass and Docs, we are excited to be joined in studio by WTOP reporter and photographer, Dave Dildine. Dave, how are you? Thanks for joining us.
3: Excellent. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, dude, I I really appreciate uh, you coming in. Uh, We were just talking about this incredible story about uh, your experience a couple Sundays ago, and we'll get to that in just a minute, but... uh, you're a professional. You're a WTOP reporter, photographer. At least that's what
3: your bio says, right? So, what do you do for WTOP? Mainly traffic. Okay. Mainly traffic. Um, How's the traffic today? It's terrible as usual. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> is it? Is story
2: it? checks out.
0: No yep, news yep, there. Yep. No news. No, no <laughs> news. Okay. So traffic. So traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, and how long you been with? WTOP. this
3: is my eighth year okay now. we're it. actually moving buildings we're moving up Wisconsin Avenue across right the Maryland on. line uh, we're in the process of that migration right now so it's a little hectic huh. Um, a lot of wires hanging from walls and disarray and confusion but it'll be great once we get there it'll so be all he's away. got
0: like a professional radio voice I love it um, how do you feel about how do you feel about podcasting like you are on you know, on tried-and-true radio. How do you feel about podcasting? I love it. You I do? think it's okay. it's
3: it's the foray into the next generation. And yeah. I know um, uh, the you know, a lot of people are really into Pace the Nation. Um, you have a growing audience. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you have an audience within our audience. Yeah. Um, a lot of uh, my coworkers have great things to say about you oh, guys. So. very, very cool. much appreciated. Um, yeah, you guys do a good job.
0: Awesome, man. Well, uh, we are thrilled to have you. We want to talk about uh, this heroic story that uh, just uh, – it, it, it was 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 incredible, and I enjoyed your interview um, that you that you did with uh, the person you saved, Sarah. And we will tweet out a link to that. Uh, at Pace the Nation. Uh, so take us back. What were you doing? It was the Sunday of the big snowfall. So that was, what day was that? That was middle of middle of January or early January, something <laughs> To like be that. specific. To be yeah. specific. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're a podcast. We don't need to be totally factually correct. <laughs> um, so take us back what were you doing in rock creek park that sunday
3: We just gotten off air um, cut loose wanted to get some shots of the snowstorm didn't realize at the time that it was really ramping up mm-hmm. i think that caught the second phase of this particular storm caught a lot of people off so guard. it was
0: snowing still at the time it
3: was snowing heavily okay. to beat the band it was coming down and this is this is about our maximum snowfall rate for not just this storm but over the past couple of years this was the biggest one we've had since the, the 2016 blizzard what, what,
0: what, what how many inches in dc uh,
3: over 10 was it over, 10? over wow. 10 over 10 And pretty much area-wide. Within the Beltway, we got a good solid 10 inches. That's a sizable snowstorm for our region. And uh, I was out and I wanted to capture some photos. I had some – I'm always rolling around ideas for for, for photography. Uh Um, I've got a couple of locations I want to shoot. and, And this particular shot was late in the evening at dusk. Uh, at boulder bridge with a deep snowpack got the shot it was awesome packed up my gear it was about a mile long hike but in you know 10 inches of snow that'll take it out of you <laughs> right. especially with a big heavy backpack on. right um, walking back got to the trailhead off beach drive and broad branch road it's in the northern section of rock creek park okay. and heard the screaming looked over the bridge and there she was in the water and i thought when i looked down there why is there a person in the water right now? It didn't make any sense, you know? <laughs> right. Um, the rest is history. Right. You know? Did you try well,
1: and logic it out? Like, right. these are the possible reasons why someone could be in the water.
3: Well, I did, and none of it made any sense, right? right? There was no logic there. Why, you know? Obviously, there were a lot of bad reasons why. And, and ultimately, I settled on, gosh, you know, I, I guess she's, she's trying to end it all. I, I've right. got to do something. Got you it, know? got it. Um, now I've come to realize that hypothermia is the real deal. You right. know, if you're not, if, if you're dressed, if you're ill-equipped for the elements or if you're you know, flailing around a pool right. of water, um, it'll take it out of you. So we'll, it doesn't take yeah,
0: long. we'll get to that in a second. I wanted to add, so when you're walking down to that spot to get this picture… Do you see anybody? Were there, were there anybody anybody else hiking, anywhere. walking, running anywhere?
3: Right. Well, that's the thing. Rock Creek is a popular place to be mm-hmm. on the weekends, and even in snow. But it was getting late, and it was at the height of the storm too. It yeah. was an unpleasant time to be outside when you're running in adverse weather. When it's snowing that heavily, you get wet, and it's not a very pleasant time to be outdoors. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the foot traffic had petered out. Uh, there weren't as many people. Uh, there weren't as many people as I was expecting when I got there during the afternoon. And by the time I was getting back. Uh, to the scene uh, where it all unfolded, there wasn't a soul to be found. There wasn't much traffic either. That's the thing. That portion of Beach Drive was closed north of Broad Branch uh, for pedestrian activity, as it always is. But because there was so much snow on the road, traffic had fizzled out, too. They had just suspended bus service, metro bus service, uh, citywide, districtwide. Um, it was it was the height of a storm, and it was such a surreal scene to go from um, a zen like state, right. right, to a life and death situation. So,
0: what time of day is this approximately? It's, it's
3: dusk. It's getting dark. It's probably okay. around 6 p.m. six p.m. or so. All
0: yeah. right. So you hear her screams. How far away are you from her? And then. When do you decide, all right, I got to go down and help her?
3: Well, looked over the bridge railing, and and there she was. um, Wasn't quite sure what to make of it, but knew she was in trouble. Obviously, there was somebody in distress. Ran around the bridge, but it it took a little while to get down there because there was an embankment and uh, had to get around the railing. When I got to the riverbank... um, A bunch of thoughts poured into my head. You know, could there be a predator? Could she have just been, you know, attacked? Uh, Could she be trying to... uh, What's the deal? Uh, Got my phone out of my pocket, began to dial 911, and that's when I saw her face dip below the water. And I realized, okay, she's not getting herself out of this. She's not getting herself... She's not getting out of it. Uh, There's there's only one other choice. And a lot of people have been saying, well, you know, it's brave, it's heroic. I, I submit that most anyone would have done the same thing had they been... In my shoes, watching her face mm. go below the surface.
0: So, did you call 911 at that point?
3: I didn't have time. I okay. had to go in. Uh, there was wow. just there obviously wasn't time. When I when I got out to her, when I waited out there, um, I grabbed her by the collar and pulled her above the water. She started coughing, so that was good. That was a relief. Obviously, she wasn't actively drowning, and uh, threw her on top of me and then uh, kind of side stroked out of the uh, of the uh, creek. How how deep did you go in? Like, my wife was like,
0: I, I don't think it's that deep where somebody could drown.
3: Well, that's another reason why it didn't quite make sense. You know, it was, uh, at its deepest point, it was probably about f- five feet or okay. so. Um You could so on a shorter person sure yeah sure yeah you could stay and you probably have your mouth above water but it wasn't uh, it wasn't like an ocean's worth of water obviously Mm -hmm. uh it was a little more swift this is a point in the creek where uh, broad branch empties into rock creek uh so it's it's heavily dictated the water level and the stream flow is heavily dictated by the the precipitation rate and the amount of runoff so it was it was at the height of the storm there was a lot of snow falling so it was about as high as it gets uh apart from like a flash flood event during the summer um anyway dragged her out and she was coughing but at this point it, we were both pretty much soaking wet and uh we i'm just really glad that everything worked out that she's alive uh we both live to tell the tale we it's, both learned something from it's, it too. It's,
0: it's it is in- incredible because so her jacket was one of the reasons why i mean it was just filled with water like yeah. I, I, I just have a hard time like understanding why she couldn't because she seems like an athletic person like, i got well, get let's, out of uh, let's the let's get
2: to that in a second yeah. but but so you, you brought her out, and then at that point, did you dial 911?
3: Yeah, at that point, I got her out on dry land. Did you okay.
2: leave your phone on the... Threw
3: it in the snow. Okay. So yeah. I, had to, I had to dig it out. I right. had to find it first. Um, called 911, uh, said, you know, I've, I've got a, a water rescue. She's She's safe, but... Uh, you know, we're now approaching hypothermia status. I need a, a medic out here as soon as possible. Was quickly able to relay the location of the dispatcher. But, again, this it's snowing heavily, so response times are going to be uh, right. slow. Right. But you best. have all the
1: lingo with that. Do you right. have any training or, or lifeguard training, EMT, any kind of first aid practice?
3: Admittedly, I don't, and that's one of the things I learned from this. I'm, I'm definitely going to um, take a CPR class, mm-hmm. um, you know, become certified, Um and uh, I think that's important for everyone to do yeah um, I, I listen to a lot of dispatches in the traffic center so I understand what they need and that's that's one of the big takeaways with this um, and one of the messages that I really want to, to, to drive home when you're out on a run when you're out on a hike when you're driving it's so 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 important to, to recognize where you are um, to take in landmarks crossroads trail markers mile markers um, at least place that in your short-term memory so that you, in the event of an emergency, have something to draw from. You never know when you might need that information.
0: So <clears throat> I still I just cannot um, understand why. So she, her jacket must have filled with water, and she just couldn't get herself out of the water? I mean, it w- wasn't that – I mean, let's say it's five feet deep. I just – envision her standing up and being able to walk out
3: right it did and it still you know i think i think what what was going on is there was a lot of water weight okay and you might be able to uh, add something to this uh she was at the end from what i understand of a pretty long run right. so she was maybe depleted yeah um and uh in the shock of the water combined with the fall itself two falls actually yep. because she fell off the bridge into the snow and then fell off a tree uh <laughs> into the water um all these things combined, I think, led to an unfortunate sequence of events that that rendered her essentially immob- immobile, wow. immobilized in yeah. in the water. Um, it, it just, I think, it speaks to how how uh, powerful a force of yeah. of nature and hypothermia can be. Because she's you know, this is she's pretty tough, you know. Right. She, she's I think she's run a half marathon or two. She was Peace Corps. I mean, She's in shape, you know. Um, I just happen to have more time outside the water. She was, I think she said she was in there for estimated about 10 minutes or so before I got there. Oh, wow. Um, wow. So, um, well, so you you never, know. You, you never bring,
0: know. you bring her out of the water, um, dial 911, and fortunately, because that is such a great point, because when I run through, I probably run there a thousand times, and I'm not bragging. Sorry, Docs. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't have been able to tell anybody how to get there which is just, which is a crazy thought to me. And this was an eye opener to me. So you're able to to direct the EMTs, but like you said, the snow's coming down. So how long does it take to get them there, even though you were directing them correctly? Right. right. I think
3: from the time that I saw her, the time the ambulance pulled up was approximately 15 to 18 minutes. Wow. Felt like an eternity though. Right. Um, and, and I just want to go back to what you were just yeah. um, saying. Um, I use, when I run, personally, I tend to meditate and and zone out. I mean, that's one Mm -hmm. of the, especially if you're solo, it's just, it's one of the ways that I can relax and kind of decompress after work, for instance. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's a way to do that and still be taking in information every once in a while. Just saying you're on the Western Ridge Trail isn't good enough, right? (laughs) Just saying you're in in Rock Creek and you need to be rescued, that's not
2: good enough. (laughs) You need
3: more than that. So it's up to you to articulate where you are in the event of an emergency. And it's so difficult because you're, you're obviously a little stressed at the time. Um, it, it's something like that's going on. So it's just, it's, it really pays to have that information, have that reservoir in case you need it. And then to be able to calmly and, and concisely tell the dispatcher where you are and where the rescue is needed. Something for everybody to think about, yep. you know, totally hopefully agree. it'll never come. Totally to
0: agree. Yeah. So you've got her out of the water on this embankment. Um, you're waiting for the EMTs. You just called them. Are you like running up and down the hill to try to find them or i mean help direct to where and do you see anybody else uh come by
3: well that's the thing Uh, there wasn't a a soul to be found in this moment it light was fading here we are uh on the the bank uh in deep snow both virtually soaking wet um, and she's losing color in her face Mm -hmm. Uh, she starts out uh, screaming but a few minutes in starts moaning and then a few minutes later stops talking altogether. and that's when i realized it was getting pretty serious um, when someone stops talking and stops shivering when they're, um, they're in hypothermia, that's an advanced stage. And I knew enough about uh, that condition to realize we were getting, we were, you know, seconds were ticking away. Um, I ran up and, up and fo- back and forth, up and down the bank, looking for people Tried try to flag down one vehicle, and they didn't stop. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that was a little disheartening. Um, and finally, on my third uh, trip up the riverbank, up to the, the road, saw the, the flashing lights in the distance of the uh, medic, and looked in the opposite direction and saw four hikers. And uh, they were, uh, I wish, to this day, I don't know who they were. Mm. We didn't exchange information, but I wish I, w- I knew more about them because uh, they, they offered some, some comfort and obviously mm. a really stressful time. Um, three of them helped guide the ambulance into the nearby Grove 2 parking lot. The fourth um, was able to accompany me back down to the riverbank and, or creek bank. And uh, we were able to ascertain that she was uh, she had shallow breathing, and she did have a very, very faint pulse. So that made me feel better. But uh, it was close. It was real wow. close. Uh, three of us, one of the uh, paramedics, um, the gentleman, hiker, and uh, myself, were able to lift her up um, and and put her on the back of the uh, stretcher and load wow. her into the ambulance.
0: So you're probably pretty cold yourself because you've just been in the water. So yeah. So like— Dude, I mean, I'm thinking do they need to take you with yeah. them as well? Yeah, I declined medical because okay. I
3: had I had a vehicle nearby. Okay. I felt comfortable enough. Um, heat seaters, man, they've never felt better by the way. <laughs> That's <laughs> a rousing selling point for yeah, your next vehicle. Exactly. <laughs> well, and the thing is, the the, the guy, and I really would like to get in touch with him, yeah. the fourth uh, hiker. hiker there. He um, he made a great point you know i started taking off my clothes when the uh, ambulance pulled away and started taking off snow pants and uh, layers yeah. and, and took the boots off and here i was in my bare feet in the snow and running down to the riverbank back and forth looking for clues as to who she might be and and he's like dude you're on adrenaline right now <laughs> right you got to get warm and i'm like you're right right you're we absolutely right yeah. yeah are your yeah. boots
1: and everything wet though because i think the only thing i know about falling through the ice and, and hypothermia is that you're just a- from what I know, at least, is to take off your wet clothes because right. they're just going to make you colder.
3: Right, right, that's right. But you've got to have a, a place to get dry, too. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do you any good if you're, you know, your feet <laughs> are in the foot of snow. You're,
1: you're still,
2: <laughs> right.
3: still going to succumb to that. Um, luckily, no frostbite. Uh, had, uh, had a raging headache all the next day, but yeah. that's nothing compared to her. She, um, she was in the, um, the hospital and the ICU right through the end of the following day with uh, low, low, low blood pressure um, her vitals recovered though pretty quickly. I think she said her temperature was uh, upper 80s to around 90 degrees, which is crazy. Yeah, which yeah. yeah,
0: so upper 80s, 90 degrees. When you're, what's your body temperature usually?
1: 98.6. 98.6.
0: Yeah, that is that's incredible. So um, you get home and yeah, through this adrenaline. That's a good point. To so you were probably just jacked up on adrenaline. You get home, uh, you don't know who this woman is, right? I mean, you got to be curious on. What happened to her, and how did you end up finding out? And then ultimately, and again, we will tweet out the interview from WTOP of Dave and sitting down with Sarah, which was a really cool interview. How'd you end up finding out who she was?
3: Questions were swirling. (laughs) I wanted to, just wanted answers, (laughs) basically. Um, But the bottom line is, I was able to. Well. I was able to get in contact with officials, and they were able to confirm, yes, she's going to be okay. okay. So that made me feel better. I could at least sleep that night. Right. But a co-worker and I, Megan Clorty, she did a fabulous job with that story, yes. mm-hmm. telling it um, with, with some great takeaways. Uh, we, the two of us, were able to return to the scene the day later and were able to retrace her steps and found her belongings in a pile and uh, with her cell phone still uh, holding a charge, uh, we were able to get some uh, uh, numbers off the okay. lock screen, and were able to piece together the puzzle of what happened, calling calling those numbers. There were some frantic text messages, where are you, why right. didn't you come home? Um, those ended up being from family members, and, wow. um, and we were able and d- to... And you
0: connected with a dad yeah. and a roommate, and did, so did you actually talk to her dad?
3: Yeah, and her parents were obviously uh, very grateful. They yeah. didn't quite realize just how bad it was. Right. Right. Um, and, uh, and I think it was healthy for all parties involved too. Uh, you know, your parents, are, they're, uh, they're like demigods, you know, right. they, uh, they worry about you. They, they're to be respected and looked up to. Um, and, um, and I think that her, uh, having gone through this, um, was just sort of a wake up call. I think she's, she's got a lot of daring do. She's very adventurous, but there's a way of not squelching your, your sense of adventure and, and, mm. and um. And um, j- without putting yourself and your family, you know, in danger, in harm's way, in harm's yeah. way. And, and yeah, yeah, basically.
0: So you did end up sitting down with her uh, a, co- a few days later. Was it a, a couple, days, couple later? days later? Couple days later. So she was out of the hospital, and she is fully recovered. And correct. Wow.
3: She was. Yeah. She was ninety ninety nine percent there wow. when we were reconvened. That's, that's
0: incredible. So you sit and talk to her, and I'm sure you want answers on um, how did she end up there. So did you get answers on how she ends up in the in the, in the creek
3: yeah she she was taking a photo, okay. not a selfie, <laughs> right thankfully, right uh, she was taking a photo of the snow, she wanted just the right angle, and it's something I could appreciate. I understand totally. that. <laughs> Uh, she, she wanted to get the angle, and she ended up uh, swinging a leg over the, the bridge railing. And uh, I guess her yak tracks weren't enough, and she slipped on a patch of ice. Her other foot went out from underneath her. She went down into the snow. She was maybe stunned, but otherwise okay. It was when she tried to climb back up. out. Of, it, was a, uh, it was kind of an isolated spit of land below a retaining wall uh, that was pretty difficult to scale, about eight feet high. So uh, unless you wanted to uh, made the decision to wade through the creek, uh, to get to the other side of the creek there was only one way to get out of that situation it was up so I guess right. she tried to scale a tree slipped off the tree and fell into the creek that way two falls and a cold drink later and I think she was pretty discombobulated
0: <laughs> yeah so her, her so that all right that makes more sense because uh, I'm sure her, her limbs and everything was so cold she probably had a hard time moving at that point uh what was it like to see her again
3: it was a relief yeah. it really was yeah. uh, seeing is believing too right. I, I understood she was okay but just to be able to to put the pieces together and, and know for sure uh, was um, it was touching too yeah. it really was um, everyone's talking about the, the Hollywood uh, or Hallmark Channel ending getting married <laughs> <but> <laughs> that's not in the cards. sorry folks <laughs> not gonna it's not, not gonna happen for a variety of reasons but uh, It worked out just about as well as it could have otherwise.
0: I mean, this has got to be one of the most memorable events of your life, right? Or is there other daring, and s- did you save if others? there's another yeah. story, I mean, we should have yeah. led with that. Yeah,
3: I know. I, I, I gotta be honest, I you know, I'm so glad that I was there. I'm, I'm so happy, and I know everyone else says uh, yeah. uh, that, that she's okay. I've actually, this is my second water rescue in the
1: 1st
3: <laughs> The first was in the Potomac River, and that one, I was really terrified that I was You're gonna joking. lose my life. I'm not. I'm not yeah. actually not Okay,
1: we need all. more details. Okay, Let's start yeah, us well, over This again. is the untold story. Yeah, no, okay. Okay. no one's heard now, this, this is one. Let me tell the exclusive Yeah
3: uh well this, let me tell you a bridge version because yeah. I, I need to cut some yeah that we were hiking uh on the billy goat trail and um i don't know if you're familiar with the billy goat yeah. trail along yeah. yeah. the yes. potomac yes. river yep. yeah uh and uh it was a nice summer day um so hypothermia wasn't a factor but a couple of the uh folks who i wasn't all too familiar they were friends of friends or i guess this was a cousin of a friend uh he wanted to go for a swim and that's it's not legal but whatever people sure. do it especially this we're much younger at this point um So he wanted to go in the water. Uh, We were all kind of hanging back and just kind of, you know, reclining on the rocks. He decided, I guess, to to swim across the river. And he didn't make it.
1: Across the Potomac. Across the Potomac.
3: Um, And this is a point near the Splitsburg and uh, Cliffs that are, it's a very narrow channelized flow. So it's a pretty strong flow. you don't realize. Yeah, there's an undercurrent there, right? (laughs) Uh, And we had already, it was a pretty long hike, so I think he was already a little winded. And um, he started going under, man, and I... You know, I, th- I knew right then and there. And he was also wearing his shoes, too, which will weigh you down uh, if you're trying to swim. So I went out there, and, um, you know, I got to him, and he was he was not looking good and just kind of tried to float there with him. But we were getting taken down the river. We ended up, and I'm not exaggerating, we ended up about uh, a half mile down the river. You're kidding. Um, and it's at a certain point, and this is right after a, f- uh, I'm pretty sure this was a flash flood event a couple okay. days later, so the river level pretty high. And I just remember trying to swim with him on my back and getting pushed away from the banks every time because there's like an upwelling effect on the Potomac, where if you try to swim toward the shore, if there's a cliff there, or there's a, there's a, uh, a steep um, Bathymetry—I don't know if that's the word. Okay. Um, you know, underneath the water, there's a there's an upwelling effect that pushes you away. It it serves as like a buffer to keep you away from the rocks. And that's how we ended up about a half mile down the river. My heart was pounding out of my chest. I mean, I really thought that was going to be the was end. Was
0: he conscious and, and with it or? He
3: was with it, but I think yeah, he was. He, he wasn't. He hadn't drowned or anything, wow. but he'd taken a lot of water. And he would he'd he'd, he'd exhaust himself. So um, it's just, it's a reminder that, wa- you know, the forces of nature are definitely there. They're there to be respected.
2: What gives you the confidence to keep doing water rescues? <laughs> I don't know why it keeps
3: happening. I'm done. This is it.
1: Number two is it. Do you feel like you've missed your calling? Like clearly it's calling to you. Yeah, It's, yeah.
0: it's
3: incredible. I don't know. i just glad I was there. Yeah. You know?
0: That's awesome. Wow. Well, Dave, uh, do you still know this person that you saved in the Potomac? The or? first one? Yeah. The first, yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, I don't, I don't keep yeah, in touch with right, him, but okay. uh, I still know the – I'm wow. still friends he, with the, uh, wow. so this too, cousin. So Sarah and this person, they owe – I mean, I, I said before he came on, uh, uh, Washington, D.C. – I mean, this is a great American hero. Yeah. <laughs> Not just a Washington, mm-hmm.
3: D.C. hero. Yeah. It's
0: un- unbelievable.
3: I, I, just uh, to follow up with yeah. uh, Sarah, she's doing well. Um, yeah. She texted me about – three or four days after uh, being released from the hospital and she took her first run and she said she said she was so sore because uh, not just from not having run but also because of the hypothermic shock all every muscle in your body tenses up Mm. apparently when you're in that much shock so she said she ran five miles right out of the gate right is that incredible that's incredible
0: i would have taken a couple weeks off i mean
3: just a leisurely walk around the block (laughs) might have taken it out of me after that wow
0: well, Dave, uh, that's an incredible story. I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to to tell it. Um, now, now your day job must be boring after this. Anything? Well, I mean, there always is traffic, right? So, what what what, what can we look forward to, to to hearing from you on WTOP? Uh, more bad news, I guess. <laughs> yes, I <know. laughs> government shutdown. Like, can you tell so us this when the is, government shutdown is going to end or something? Come on.
2: This is kind of like uh, the yin and the yang. Like, you're always giving DC. Bad news with the traffic. So. You have to go out and exactly. save a couple of lives to make up for all <laughs> that, that bad news. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. sure. All right, now uh, all the day's sense. work. Now yeah. it's making
0: sense. <laughs> That's all
2: awesome, man.
3: It's <laughs> not. It's not all bad news, actually. And this this story was a reminder that um, that that good news inspires, and and so I'm I was initially reluctant to publicize it. Totally. But I'm glad now that uh, it's it's out there because a lot of people are feeling good
2: because yeah. of it. In, oh, in definitely, definitely, man. Definitely, very glad you shared it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah I, I'm getting. Ch- I, you're giving me chills uh, just talking about it. Unbelievable. But uh, for all the runners listening, I mean, I'm sure our runners run that path all the time. It is a cautionary tale. It really is. So I'm glad you shared that story. Unbelievable.
2: So you you had one takeaway. Do you you have like, you you were talking about knowing your surroundings. Have there been any other lessons or anything that that maybe our our running listeners might be uh, take away from this as well?
3: It's a great question. Um, Not only you yourself being aware of your surroundings... Um, but also having a, a loved one, a friend, a family member, knowing, especially if you're going to be out running late mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in a large park, even if it's an urban park, uh, that's a no-brainer. Just having someone know mm-hmm. where you are about where you are and when you might be coming back. Um, there's also, I should say, and there's an added benefit to being aware. Uh, it, it probably is an indication that you're more uh, in the moment, which I think a lot of us are, are prone to a sensation. A lot of people are prone to um, neglecting. Um, in this age of uh, social media and selfies and, yep. and smartphones, um, if you're if you're more cognizant of what of what mile markers and landmarks and things you're, you're running past, um, you're probably more uh, you're, you're taking more in from your surroundings and maybe um, getting more from the environment that yep. you're in. You know, um, he's speaking
0: to me. I need to. I need to. Do, <laughs> I'm like I was just sharing pictures of of a run I was doing. I saw yeah. this deer and I was like. You know what I, you're exactly right well I there's probably, a balance there's a yeah, balance right, right.
3: and uh, I think I think most most of us are capable of striking it but at times there's you know a tendency to to um, become complacent mm-hmm. with um, the technology that's in our pockets the the GPS EMS can ping your phone but it doesn't yield a precise location right. see
0: that that's what I think like I'll I just you know they can find I just call 911 and they've got a gps right no, to me. no
3: it's it doesn't work like that there was a story uh there was a dispatch i heard uh about a year ago of a gentleman who was uh running and uh made a 911 call himself he was somewhere near the mount vernon trail on mm-hmm. Potomac river the dispatcher said uh, male subject calling says he's drowning um he couldn't speak because he had water in his in his, um, you know, yeah. so uh, but he was able. They were able to ping his phone, and they had rescue units running north and south in the George Washington Parkway looking for him in the approximate location. Wow! Uh, it turns out that he was on Route One Ten, which runs parallel to the GW Parkway, and he wasn't in the Potomac River. He was choking on a bottle of water. <laughs> They had Zodiac boats going out, you know, mm. Swiftwater rescue That's teams. Crazy. Should have called you. I know, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, Dave, uh,
0: again, amazing story. Uh, you are not only a D.C. hero, but a great American hero. Not not only Sarah, but his other friend uh, from years ago in the Potomac. Unbelievable stories. Anything else like that happens, um, you know, call WTOP first, but, but, give, but give us the heads up. Yeah, you know, Give us a heads up, and we, will, we would love to talk to you again.
2: Yeah, the next next water rescue yeah, you do. Let us know.
0: All right, Dave Dildine from WTOP, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right, there he goes. Dave Dildine, the hero who saved Sarah Kirkpatrick in the Rock Creek. He joined us on Pace Nation. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Dave Dildine for joining us today on Pace the Nation. WTOP reporter, photographer, a real pro
2: mm-hmm. in this in this industry. It's uh, good to finally get a pro in the room. I know, it was good. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, it was great to have Dave on. What a hero, man! That was awesome. I know. Uh, I'm.
2: I'm. Uh, I I was starstruck. Yes, I, I agree. I, yeah,
0: I agree. Uh, we again will tweet out the link to the. Story that Megan Clorty did, and the interview with Dave and Sarah
2: Kirkpatrick uh, is who he saved. and And he doesn't know what it feels like anymore to save a life. No. Because he, he saved two lives. No,
0: it's just not just one. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't a planted question. I had no idea that he had saved I know.
2: it. Well, he said it was never told before. I know. That I think uh, going forward, uh, if you're ever going to go to the beach or go to a lake, <laughs> you should invite him.
0: Yes, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Dave, you interested in my next <laughs> beach trip? <laughs> because I do dumb things, but I actually will yeah. – do less dumb things now. Um,
1: in the presence of Dave.
0: Well, in the presence of Dave, you can do whatever you want.
2: <laughs> you can be dumb. <laughs> that, was take yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. the takeaway. That was the takeaway.
0: But with Dave not there, I'm not yeah. going to take any stupid well, there, pictures.
2: There were there were some good takeaways that he had. I mean, yeah. number one was, was you should know where you are. Yeah. Right and number two, I never was, do that, which is incre- you, which is yeah. I know. Like I have gone to foreign countries with you. <laughs> yes, we talked about that. And you didn't recently, know what right. country you were in. True. Yes. Uh, so you would have be. I would just take the phone away from you if we had to call nine Right. Uh, but two, he was saying that that uh, you should let other people know when you where you're going and when you expect to be back. Right. Like other people should know uh, where you are.
1: Essentially, when to call. Right. When they should start to worry. Yeah. When When are you really gonna Pull the trigger on deploying yeah. the forces, right? right. To exactly. find you, I think
2: that that is a good takeaway. Um, what What might be some other takeaways too? Um, I think for me, it's
0: to respect nature a little bit more. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, okay, John Muir.
0: What? Who's John Muir? Exactly. Really? not
2: test We're not gonna. We're not even. We're not going down uh, that. I'll, we're go, not I'll, even. I'll Google it later. <laughs>
0: okay. um, I mean, just I, I knew about the Potomac, but you know, that, that story is crazy because I, I know the undercurrent and I would never try to swim in the Potomac, a lot of spots but, in the Potomac. But
2: one one thing I'll say, and you should know this as a parent, mm-hmm. uh, like you can drown in a puddle. Yeah, no no doubt. And, and so having the kids, you should be very aware that, yeah. that it doesn't oh, yeah. take very much oh, water yeah. to drown. I'm
0: very conscious of the
2: bathtub and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: But just, you know, I, I, uh, my, I had a conversation with Julie about this and our, her biggest question was, how in the heck did she not, how how was she not able to get out of the water?
1: Well, I think, like you said, hypothermia is is no joke and, and going into shock is no joke either. And if you're that cold for that, even just a short amount mm-hmm. of time, you lose brain function, your muscles can't function, you're not going to be thinking logically. Yep. And and actually WTOP and Megan Clarity did actually follow up okay. with a, um, I think it was an EMS fire officer with how to get yourself out of the ice if you do fall through, which is an awesome video and article that folks should definitely read as a follow-up. All
0: right, make sure we tweet that out. Um, I I, I did not see that. Um, Yes, please tweet that article out. I, I have actually thought about going on the canal at times and just like, walking on the the ice. Oh my God. Which is not a good idea. No. You need knowing to see what this I know, video. <laughs> knowing what I know now.
1: So, I, you know. If I, you knew then what you know now. Right. Yeah. I would
0: not, I would definitely not do it, but I do need to
1: see the I video. I think also in this area, falling through the ice is not a, a risk that we really have a good grasp right. on. You know, maybe if you're from Michigan and this is a thing that happens to people or that people willingly accept that risk, you know, maybe it's, it's more common knowledge of what you're supposed to do. But here, that's not a factor for us. Yeah.
0: Well... It was for uh, for Sarah, and fortunately, Dave was there for her. Uh, I, I couldn't believe she was in the water ten minutes. She said ten minutes before yeah. he'd gotten there. That is unbelievable. Unbelievable story. Really appreciate uh, Dave joining us. Um, a, a very much a cautionary tale. Um, be careful when you're running by the
2: Rock Creek Creek. That's what you're going to take. It's just a very specific. Be careful when you're <laughs> running in that one place. <laughs> right. right.
1: No, well, my worst fear is always falling and hitting my head on something. And like, mm-hmm. in the event that I cannot, like, I'm incapacitated and I can't speak for myself or I can't act for myself. Yeah. And I think in that scenario, the ID is the only active. I, step I just I can think take. about
0: the getting attacked or whatever. I don't think about the accidents happening. So, I will now. I will now, especially uh, now that um, there's all these deer running rampant and they might mm-hmm. attack me. You might know, get bucked. A, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, but all seriousness, uh, thanks to Dave. Unbelievable story. Uh, really cool that he shared it here on pace, the nation. All right, docs. Um, this is for you specifically because, um, Tess knows the story about the, uh, Garmin
1: hitman. This is my favorite running story of 2019 (laughs) stamp it. It's not going to get better than this. Uh, it's,
0: it's kind of crazy how this, um, runner was, uh, arrested or found by police. So, it's from Brit- Brit- a British runner, cyclist, and mob hitman has been convicted for the murders of two rival gangsters, in part because of his GPS watch. So essentially, this guy, his name was Mark Fellows.
1: Also known as the Iceman.
0: Iceman Fellows, right? Um, was uh, found guilty by a jury in Liverpool, which you guys love their soccer team there, right?
1: That would be Joanna. Oh,
0: Joanna, <laughs> Joanna does, uh, where he and associate had had killed uh, two people and uh, he said he was in one place but his Garmin data put him in another place. So he was so addicted to getting that Strava data out
2: there. Uh, that he used it while committing crimes. Twice.
0: Twice, where he was using it to but make wait. sure that he got his
2: – He he was like running from the crime scene. He was and, cycling. And-
0: cycling, Yep. So he wanted to make sure that he was getting credit on Strava or Garmin Connect or whatever. But you
1: left out the best part of this yes. story, which is for the second murder that he allegedly mm-hmm. committed, is that he's on his bike and he's still wearing like a high visibility vest right. and a handgun at the same time. And people saw him. Right. Which I absolutely love. You know, safety first, even when you're out committing murder. Even when committing, you're murder. committing murders. Yeah,
0: right. So, you know, the guy wanted to get his workout in, even though he's out committing heinous crimes but i
2: think more criminals should should have gps trackers this would make our law system much would, more much would. more efficient
0: it would i i just think it's so like i don't think of criminals or hitmen it's really interested fit. yes fit people
2: that's, well, that's very narrow minded of you <laughs> well i, uh, I think
1: if, i mean think of like a bond villain you know that's it's, true if i'm out there and murder is my profession i, I think i want to be in good shape that, that is true
0: um, I just can't believe he he wanted to, to get the. I feel like he wanted credit for the. the but data. it's
2: also like the. Remember that guy who I remember. I don't think he would like knock somebody over on their bike or something. We talked about it before. Yes. And and then he said he didn't do it, but they saw the. They Strava would fly a flyby. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Similar story. I forgot about that. It yeah. was a couple of years ago. So. Uh,
2: I think it was more recent than that. But. No. It's fine. Anyways,
0: well, uh, Iceman now is in jail uh, because, uh, in part, because of uh, his his Garmin and uh, sharing the data with all his his friends. I, I hope he got a lot of likes on his uh, Strava run that day or
2: Strava bike cycle that day. Well, you guys can talk ill about the mob all you want. Uh, leave me out of that. <laughs> oh no.
1: That doesn't make me feel any good. It's the English mob. I'm not. I'm not worried. Okay. Just
2: saying, the, the guy's riding his bike around, killing people, and you guys are laughing and telling jokes. Well, yeah. Mr. Big is no
1: longer with us. The the first murder of Mr. Big. So Who's I, Mr. Big? He's one of the mob hits from okay. the Iceman.
0: Okay, got it. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I did read that. Yeah, yeah. You guys have your fun right.
1: game. <laughs> right, right. Notice <laughs> Doc's was very silent.
0: Probably a smart move, Doc's. So, I mentioned something about deer and i knew it was deer. is it correct to say deers is deers like a thing where you no can't s. say it's no. like moose <laughs> or you mice <laughs> you there's no scenario where you say deers no no okay
1: um you my can say dearest yeah dearest or my deers okay right. not that's a different A-R. spelling
0: but that's a different context of okay
2: mm-hmm. no not a different context it's completely different different spelling, spelling different different well word. it's
0: different total different is word. a homophone yeah well I've grown up in Arlington lived in Arlington pretty much all my life, right? Mm-hmm. And been a runner for, you know, 25 years, brag much. Both, I both of those <laughs> I know, I know. Both of
2: those statements are are uh news to our listeners. Right.
0: Okay. So, I have never seen as many deer as I've seen in the past 6 weeks. Like right before Christmas until now, there are deer they they are taking over my running routes. <laughs> It's it's unbel- I, I'm going to show you a picture and we'll tweet this out at Pace the Nation and, and maybe uh, Tess you can put it on I don't know if it's Instagram worthy but I run with my dog and my dog is the one who can sniff out can or find, find the deer like can you can you look at that picture can you even see yeah, there's like, you can see there, there's yeah. a de- it's a camouflage deer. there's a couple in there it there's looks a like. couple of deer in there. And the thing about these deer... Farley,
2: this, let me tell you what's happening right now. Farley okay. is putting the phone in my face, but the entire time he has his hand over the picture, <laughs> like moving the picture around, it's True. all I can see is his stupid hand. Right. All right. So you How can see... How is this helping me? You
0: could see... And it's hard to actually see the deer in Nope, there. I see it right away. You, you do see it right but, away?
2: But when I used to go to New York City, I would, instead of talking to people, I would just go to those... Uh, uh, games you know put the put the dollar bill in and then try to find the differences in the pictures mm-hmm. that's what I would do all night instead of talking to people so I'm good at this
0: <laughs> so <laughs> that's a picture of a deer that is uh, in the woods and, and like you said Tess there's a couple of them the thing that's striking to me is that I'm running with a dog
4: mm-hmm. and
0: my dog is a hunting dog mm-hmm. and these deer are so brazen <laughs> they just stand right next to you like I they're so camouflage and brazen that i I literally come within feet like three to four feet of this of this deer or uh is it a school of deer is it a not it is a school they swim (laughs) 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 or or there's like a a herd of these four or five deer that are just pack pack of deer that are that are there right by my running route in bluemont park like, that has never been a thing.
2: Well, I think they're it's, a deer. Deer. It's, <laughs> it it's a gander of deer. gander? It's a gander of deer.
0: It's not a school. It's, 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 I think a pack sounds good. I think
2: no, it, uh, that's for dogs and okay. lions.
0: Well, I just, I, I, I couldn't believe, uh, number one, that the deer uh, was not scared of my do- me or well, the why, dog.
2: Well, why do you think that is, Chris?
0: Probably because they've been, they're so accustomed to seeing people at this point that they've become really brazen. So
2: what do they have to be afraid
1: of?
0: Nothing. Nothing at this point. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid I might get bucked by one of these deer. <laughs>
1: You're not going to get bucked by one of these deer. Well, he might he might
0: I mean we it, had
1: a we interviewed
2: a kid who got knocked over.
0: Well, we we do lead uh the league and podcasts that talk about people getting run over by deer. Yeah. So I've seen it happen. Um but they just are just sitting right there, and I've got a video here where my dog is looking into the, you know, she is pointing.
2: Nothing. There's nothing better than than uh, me showing you videos. <laughs> podcasts yeah. about videos that you're currently watching. Right. Yeah. So we lead I just the, we lead the league in that. Too.
0: <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to ask you guys: Is there? Is this a new thing? Is no. there something? Are deer running out of places to live? Yeah. Is that so? That's what's happening. Yeah. Okay. So they're running out of places to live, so they are coming onto our running turf is basically what, what's happening. So they they have always been there. It's just they had other places to be before.
1: Exactly. I mean, if you think about how much urban development has happened in the last 20 years in Arlington mm-hmm. County, you know, it okay. used to be so much greener here and, and you just don't have that anymore. Is You know, you look at Clarendon 20 years ago, totally different. So that's happening everywhere in the county and they're running out of space to be.
0: Well... I don't know if I see the same, like, six deer. That's also I, what it is, too. Do you think I've seen the same six They follow mark? you on Strava. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I seriously have have seen uh, the, these in different sort of similar areas but different mm-hmm. specific spots in Blumont
2: Park. Well, you got to tag them.
0: I, I do. I should I should tag you them.
2: You can tag them with uh, uh, Strava, and then you can do That's the flybys. Idea.
0: That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, if anybody has any more information about this, uh, please, uh, but I see. Please deer. tweet me at Pace the Nation. I'm really interested to know if there is, if this is different, or if this is just because of the urban development, like Tess said.
2: I see deer all the time for many years on the WOD trail. Really, like it's it's not uncommon. Yeah, yeah I mean, we- I don't see it every day, but.
1: We get them on the PHT attend, and actually this fall I was running with Kara, and we actually saw these two guys. I don't know what happened to this deer, if they shot it, if uh-huh. it died of natural causes, but they were hauling this carcass off the trail and kind of up a mountain, or not a mountain, but a, a steep hill, to say. So now
0: there's hunters on are
1: running past. No. past. I too. doubt Arlington County issues <laughs> hunting licenses.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, if, if you run at Lake Akatink in the fall, I, I don't know what, what they're – uh, hunting season is but they allow bow hunting uh in Akatink wow. to keep the so you could be running and uh there are active bow hunters in Akatink.
1: So okay. Chris I think we need to get you some
0: more blaze orange. <laughs> I might need to run in that blaze orange because I'm not interested in being shot by a bow. And we can get you some an antler arrow. spray.
2: <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Remember that's what Ray Lewis took. <laughs> those are
0: like steroids i don't need it. i don't need that thank you all right so tweet us at pace Nation. i'm interested in your take on the uh the deer, deer epidemic,
2: epidemic that's of 2019 out
0: there. it is a thing i'm going to tweet out a couple videos like my mm-hmm. dog
2: hashtag is, it deer epidemic 2019 yes, please do
0: and if you see deer on your run uh pictures please Uh, and try to tag them (laughs) and tag them let me know Mm -hmm. if they're the same ones i'm seeing all right so one of the big races that happened this past weekend was the houston marathon and half marathon and it's always a great exciting event for elites and, and everybody because it's such a fast course right so there was uh you know a ton of elites who were trying to get that 2020 olympic trials qualifying time and I wanted to to specifically note that uh, a couple of local or locals or uh, folks with local ties, Chase Weaverling, uh, he is, I think he went to Poolsville High School in Montgomery County, Uh, also went to University of Virginia. Uh, He ran 103.58. For the half marathon, and that uh sets the standard or beats the standard of 104 to qualify for the for the Olympic trials in his first attempt at the half marathon distance. So that was really cool. Also, Mara Lindy, uh, a member of the Georgetown Running Club, uh, she qualified for the trials, running 244. You know, and there's fifteen men on the on the uh uh, on, on, the, on the from the U.S. who qualified for the Olympic trials, that was really cool. Another dozen or so women who qualified for the Olympic trials, so a really cool event. Um, but I wanted to. This is what I wanted to bat around to you guys.
2: Oh, okay, so we got all <laughs> the the uh, logistics out of Let the get way. Get all the stats
0: out of the way first. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Kara Goucher was running it as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, Kara Goucher is probably forty, forty one. Uh, one of the greatest marathoners the the U.S. has seen, mm-hmm. but I just am over Kara Goucher. I know that's probably not popular for people. Some people who are big Kara Goucher fans, but I feel like at this point of her career, she didn't finish the race, and that's too bad. I'm sorry. She had a hamstring problem. I that,
2: maybe a bear attacked her. <laughs>
0: that Dear. you know or deer that ran over her no neither of those things happened. she didn't finish the race and that happens mm-hmm. all of us who've tried to run marathons have had good ones bad ones she's had some amazing ones but the story from houston i felt like became about kara goucher and i told you about all these amazing performances that happened and i missed a ton of them I, uh, you know but I just one. When you say
2: the story from Houston, where's what's your source? Well,
0: I mean, Runner's World, I guess is is, and you know that's not necessarily the Bible yeah. or by any means, but
2: uh-huh. but you plagiarize from Runner's World. All I do, I go to uh-huh. Runner's
0: World. It's uh-huh. a source. I like a, a lot of their content. Source or a crutch? I, no, I think it's a source. Okay, um, and you know she's on there with this teary, like I I just wanted to finish the race.
2: Uh-huh.
0: I just baloney. I uh-huh. just don't buy her. I don't she's that authentic okay i, I think that Boy. i i just I, or i don't think she's authentic in that moment i think that she's trying to hold on to something you know and it's uh, it happens to all of us well Tess, you're not old enough for, to happen <laughs> to yet but it just you know you got to move on at some point point. and it mm-hmm. should be about these other great runners who are performing right now and not necessarily about her that's my issue but she brings it all back to her in this teary like you know i just wanted to finish
2: you know how, I, how much of the race did she run 18,
0: 17 18 yeah, miles something, something, something like, like that, that. Mm-hmm. and she had a hamstring problem that popped up and i get it that happens you know mm-hmm. but you what know what would
2: you have liked her to have done
0: i would have liked to i would have liked to have seen her give it her best effort Mm-hmm. She wanted to qualify. I mean, let's be honest. She wanted to qualify for the trials. Okay. She wanted to qualify for the trials. That's so awesome. I, at four, I want to qualify yeah, for the trials. I, yeah, at 40 or whatever her age is, qualifying for the trials at would be uh, amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she... It, it's like this thinly veiled way... No, but what did
2: you want her to do? That's my question. I, you know, she,
0: she's making this excuse that she just wanted to finish. And I want her to be authentic and truthful. And she wants to go out there and run a fast time. She wants to go... I want her to be honest be honest with us she wants to go out there and compete and run so you, fast
2: your your problem is that that uh, when she's they, trying to relate to they, the
0: every runner and I'm not sure she's she I'm not sure she's authentic in that that's okay. my problem
1: you know what I did find relatable about her though because I watched that interview through okay. to the end and she said something about transitioning to something else where she doesn't have something to compare it to. And I think that can be hard. You know, I'm not gonna Absolutely. run as fast as I did my senior year of college. That's probably never gonna happen again. And if I were to go out on the track and race some eight hundreds, yeah, I would You're be not gonna disappointed it, right? and I wouldn't be having a good time. But, you know, I've other things that I'm passionate about now. And I think she's in a tough spot where big picture, she's still a super fast runner. Little picture, not the best in the country. And right. she's used to being in that that little picture. But if you zoom out, she's still doing amazing things. She's in her early 40s, still kicking a lot of butt. I think she's just having some difficulty with that transition.
2: Yeah, if, if I could add to that, Farley, you've had 42 years to to get used to not being an elite runner. <laughs> she's barely had a, That's uh, a season.
0: <laughs> That's true. All right, fair. <laughs> that is fair. I'd say it's, you know, it's not, I I wasn't running when I was, I'd say it's probably more like 25 years. Whatever, so, whatever. Of, yeah, you know, you I, I get where your point is. That's no, that's fair. I would like to see her be an advocate for running mm-hmm. and transition to being an advocate. She's got some great sponsors. She's got a lot of great supporters. She's got a great platform. Uh, let's, let's make it about the sport and let's celebrate the sport.
1: I feel like uh, Meb could be a really good role model for her in yeah. this transition. Yeah. Exactly. I Because mean, he had, plays soccer and eats ice cream. Yeah, had, and he's still running and he's having a great time. Yep, and he
0: goes out and runs you know a pedestrian time for him and, and enjoys it with the group. Which is big picture, mm-hmm. still pretty it, speedy. It, crazy fast, right? Six-minute pace. Uh, you couldn't keep up with him at the Cherry Blossom race. But yeah, So uh, exactly. I think that's a good example of someone who is authentically okay with their spot where they are. And it happens to all of us. And I would just rather see her use her platform to – I, I don't know, better the sport or not make it all about her. That's mm-hmm. my opinion.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you,
0: I'll probably get crushed. Tweet us at Pace the Nation. Uh, you can crush mm-hmm. me. I know Caitlin K will kill me.
2: Tweet um, tweet him at <laughs> Run Pace <laughs> personally. Yeah,
0: yeah. well, and, <laughs> and, and and it doesn't sound like you guys are totally not as harsh.
1: I think she's also, you're not
0: 180 degree You're not 180 degrees opposite of what I'm saying. But you're not nearly as harsh as what. No,
1: I'm I don't saying, think the headlines right? coming out of Houston should have been all about Kara. Right. And I think on it's not just the was World one, but a lot of the headlines out of Houston had to do with her. And I think folks got the story wrong mm-hmm. in that scenario. But I also think she's in a position where she could be mentoring different folks. You know, you look at Shalane Flanagan, who's training with Gwen Jorgensen, mm-hmm. who's, you know, could be part of the next generation. And I think I'd like to see Kara kind of match up with someone in a similar capacity.
0: I think you said it way more eloquently than, um, than I did. I like that. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that.
2: Um, but I know that you would like to see that, but she doesn't have to do that. No, she can live doesn't. her life. Well, and it's it's if it's not her fault that, that the stories coming out is about her, that's on other people. That's on the reporters. Y-
0: well, that, that that is true, but I don't think she is. I th- I don't think she is 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 appropriately directing them in, in another way. Like I think she could. Mm-hmm. St- I think she's trying to drive that story herself. Yeah.
1: You know, at the same time, she still has sponsors, though, as she has to get out and, and be part of that narrative if she yeah. wants to stay in that position.
0: A- absolutely, and I and I and I, I I totally get that. But I think that she could uh, appease those sponsors another way, and that's just my opinion. Um, okay. I, I wanted to also mention Emily Sisson, amazing race. I forgot to mention that. Uh, in the um, New Balance athlete, uh, Emily Sisson ran 107.30 in the half marathon too. Mm. So just an incredible weekend of, of, of efforts out at Houston. All right. Um, so um, I will adopt what Tess said. That will be my stance. The
1: official statement. Th- that's
0: my official statement. All right. So we're about a month or so into the new year here. Um, we talked about our New Year's resolutions, and I probably am 50 50 on most of mine at this point already. Typical. Uh, three weeks in. But vitamin water, I wanted to bring this up. Vitamin water had an interesting challenge. Okay. They were willing to pay, they are willing to pay a person $100,000 if they can go all of 2019 without their smartphone. So they can't. You can't use your smartphone at all of the entire year. Could you guys do that?
2: Yes, in a heartbeat. Yes, yes.
0: Yeah. I figured that was going to be the answer. Uh-huh. Tess,
1: I would. Um, I would need some qualifiers. Okay, qualifiers. Uh, like. I could do it if I still got to text people like yeah. a normal person. Because for me, it's like okay, I use my phone for my job. You're not getting the money. Next. And, <laughs> no, okay, and, hold on. Let me finish this. Yeah. And I have friends who live out of state or internationally, and, and a smartphone of sending photos and videos and texts is how I get to keep in touch and, and keep those relationships going. And I think that, you know, okay. Why wrote, do you think
2: you get this many qualifiers I, I am, for putting $100,000 in <laughs> I a briefcase?
1: Adding to this, and that I think that. Um, and you the-
2: should be allowed to do Instagram. Hold on. And you no. hold, on hold on. Let her, let her finish in my on.
1: defense, and I think this is an easy dig that people are going to make at millennials, but yeah, okay, I would easily for $100,000 delete all of my social media. Like I, w- You don't have to pay sure. me $10 to do that. Like I yeah. would willingly do that. Okay, um, But I still want to keep in touch with my friends. And, yeah. and I think that in the growing age of being globally connected or whatever larger theme you want to make, I don't want to lose those friendships. And so I would throw away my smartphone if it meant that I got to keep of way of keeping in contact with people. I don't know if people. I could do it.
0: I, I, I agree. I mean, it's too important to text um, and connect. I don't know how people connect without a phone. I just don't know how you live your life or
2: operate. Honestly, yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> it is. It is a problem. I agree with you. No, it but is a that's, when that's I travel, why you should do it for free. Throw away your smartphone. When I
1: travel, I don't pay for international data. My my phone goes into airplane mode, and I just use it to take pictures. And then yeah. if I'm on Wi-Fi, I send send said photos to people that I know. Yeah. So I you know whatever I'll, I'm not I didn't get you picked, didn't get selected. So <laughs> so, yeah. it's fine. If they
0: went six months, a person went six months. They selected people, and if they went six months, they would get ten thousand uh, dollars. But if you go the full year. Uh, you get the $100,000. They didn't say how they'd actually monitor, so judge or monitor it. You're
2: bringing this up uh, after they've already selected everybody. Yes. Maybe there's like a 2020 challenge. Yeah,
0: I mean, you know what? I, I saw the story late. You're right. Sorry, you can't. Uh, it's our, They've already selected the, the mm-hmm. folks. Uh, next
1: year, Docs, so I, I, I you should Sign throw your hat, hat
0: in the ring. Uh, for the 2020 challenge
1: but i don't Uh, feel like docs is the the target market docs is not the marketing story that you're looking for with this no you're
0: not yeah that's true i don't know if he'd be selected um he's got a lot going on in 2020 anyway he's gonna Mm -hmm. need need his phone yeah i don't i don't
2: need my phone in 2020 i'm not allowed to have a phone anyway i have to give it up
0: is that what the is that what the the president has to do supposed to do Uh, okay gotcha
2: do you do you think we really want a president on twitter all day no (laughs)
0: All right. Well, that's the vitamin water, 365. Yeah. It's, sorry. Entries have already passed. The deadline's passed. I thought it was interesting. I just wanted you guys to take um, if you could do it. So I think Tess could do it. The qualifiers, I think, work. I think there's a yeah. work around. If you had your computer or an iPad or something like that, you can text. Oh, absolutely. If I
1: still had my laptop,
0: yeah, I'd be fine. I think fine. That's, that's fine. That's a qualifier that works. All right. This podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Uh, we were looking forward to the first race of 2019 that Pacers Running puts on. It's the Love the Run You're With 5K. We also have a dating game challenge. I don't know if it's a dating game or a challenge uh, that happens the night before February 9th. The race is February 10th, uh, the dating game is February 9th. So Time flies. Yeah, so. I thought uh,
2: we just did this.
0: Yeah, well, we're doing it again. Uh, different <laughs> locations. Crystal City Sports Pub will be the dating game. Um, Tess, you were there at the dating game last year? Last year. Was it fun? It was, was a great it, time. I'm great going back this You're year. I will back. not
1: be participating, All but right, I'm going uh, to going to hang out.
0: All right, so cool. So uh, that's, a, that's a great spot to meet Tess, and maybe Docs and I can uh, make an appearance there, too. That would be pretty cool. Uh, one other thing before we get to Docs' weekend, which I know everybody's been waiting for. Um we have an event that I want to promote. Um, I'm not sure I've even told you guys about this. No, this uh, is news. Event. All right. So our, our our podcast friend, Michael Wardian, is running the seven marathons and seven continents in seven days. He is going to attempt to set the Guinness Book of World Records uh, for 10 marathons in 10 days, and we're going to help him out to try to do it. So I, I think he's trying to set the, the world record for the fastest time for 10 marathons in 10 days. So he's going to run the seven marathons in seven continents. He ends up in Miami on February 6th, on February 7th, he's going to run a, a race that Pacers running is going to organize for him in time at uh, Haynes point, February 8th, another marathon at Haynes point, February 9th. That's a Saturday, the, the day of the, uh, so you have a full day of Pacers running that day. That's the day of the, the uh, dating game. He will have the 10th marathon at Haines Point that we're going to help him organize to set the Guinness Book of World Records uh, fastest 10 marathons in 10 days.
1: So he's doing 8, 9, and 10
0: with us? He's doing 8, 9, 10 with us. Uh, February 7th, 8th, and 9th. So if you want to come out, it's similar to what Breaking 3 was. You can come out and join him for the run. Uh, you can jump in and out of the race with them. It's eight laps is around Haines Point. Yep. Is it, it
2: if uh, Guinness is okay with that?
0: As long as it's a certified
2: course, which is it
0: is a certified course. I know
2: it's a certified course. I've seen the map yep. and it's very impressive.
0: Yeah, So eight laps. You can jump in and out with them, uh, run with them, uh, watch them, uh, enjoy. Do you
2: know what time they start? We're gonna. Ha- I'm gonna have, gonna have to get to post that. Have to get you
0: details on that. Mm-hmm. So more information on that coming soon. But uh, if you right could, now, uh, just
2: mentally prepare to be out at Haynes Point <laughs> if at could, some point on those days. Yes,
0: if you could come out and join us, uh, that would be that would be great. I'll be out there all three days. Uh, Wardian will set the Guinness Book of World Records, and I think he's trying to run around, you know, two forty-five or something like that for the. I, We'll see after being on seven continents for seven days mm-hmm. how fast they can run, but I wouldn't put it past them.
2: And just just real quick, Farley, can you uh, refresh our, our uh, listeners' memory? What are the seven continents? <laughs>
0: we don't have time to go over that. We don't have time. <laughs> All right, Docs. Uh, we've been Everybody's been waiting to get to your weekend. Uh, uh, I, know, I know you got to watch the, the games to, to see the, the Super Bowl oh. uh, uh, team selected. Uh, what else I'll, went on?
2: I'll, I'll be honest. I don't even know why we built the segment out of this. <laughs> well, it's kind I, of – what's grinding? Be like,
0: Dox's gears or – yeah. Or, or, or I thought what's, that this
2: was going to be like something I said in the introduction. Oh, okay. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Uh, but for the first time uh, in – but for the first time as a consumer, mm-hmm. having paid for this, I probably have done this many times uh, without paying for it. Uh, I went axe throwing. Yes. On Saturday. Yes. Axe throwing at. Tess, uh, you ever been axe throwing?
1: No, I feel like it's a high risk scenario, not for me, but for the people around me. At at Kraken, I think is the name. Kraken, yeah. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, so you feel like. Do you know what a Kraken is? No, I don't know. Release
2: the Kraken.
0: I don't know. Okay. Is it some sort of medieval. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's medieval, yeah. Uh, Well, so you think it would be dangerous for folks around you? Yes. Yeah. I was there with Docs. We had a great time, mm-hmm. but I, I'm kind of with you. <laughs> I, I just feel like it's – and you signed your life away when you go to axe you throwing. You do, yeah. But I feel like it is a – I'd want Dave Dildine there at all times to save people. This is going
1: to be your new thing he anytime you do guy, something risky. Risky.
0: <laughs> he's, he's my guy, yeah.
2: But the axe throwing, the, it was pretty safe. They had, no, it was. They have somebody there with you. They have They have a, a safety briefing. So you have a, a supervisor at all times, and you, you just follow the rules, and everything's everything's good. Um, no, I agree. It was fun. I was so sore the next day. <laughs> were you really? <laughs> yeah. Is it a good workout? So we were throwing for an hour and a half. Farley Farley showed up in typical Farley fashion for the last ten minutes.
0: Yeah, I ran there uh, downtown and showed up for it was fifteen there's, minutes. There's
2: there's no way for him to uh f- you know put that. Calendar?
0: No, calendar reminder beforehand. Yeah. No, couldn't have done that. Well,
1: vitamin water is going to pay you that money to get rid of your smartphone. So
0: it's <laughs> oh, right. That's exactly right. Um, but it, it it I didn't think about being sore because you're right. I oh. only did 15 minutes of it. You were literally was sore.
2: sore. Everything like my my lower back like was very sore, hmm. uh, and my legs. There were muscles in my legs that I've never used before that that were particularly sore. It was crazy.
0: Yeah. Alright, uh, so that was, that was a good time. Axe rowing, I recommend. Um, definitely was a fun time. What else mm-hmm. on uh, your weekend? Oh, you, you know what?
2: It? Actually, we, uh, then we went to Four Courts mm-hmm. and uh, had a bunch of guys that we went to school with and, and had did this thing. We actually met somebody who used to listen to the show, uh, but she doesn't listen anymore. Yeah, her name is Kate. So this is just to find out if she still listens. Yeah, exactly. I I bet she doesn't. I bet she never hears. If you listen, she doesn't know she's getting a shout out right now. Well, tweet us, Kate, if you are
0: listening. Tweet us.
2: But you know what? It was also crazy. So we're we're at this bar, not that many people there, and some guy comes over and he starts talking to us, oblivious about everything, and uh, like he, because we were watching a basketball game, and he just came over to buy his drink and then started asking some questions, whatever. He ran at Clemson the same time we were at Virginia. We raced against this guy that's on right. the track and, and on cross country. It was crazy. Yeah, that's was awesome. Crazy. That was
0: really cool. Um, he said he's going to do Love the Run You With. I forget his yes. name. So um, if you Shout out to show, him. He said he's
2: going to start listening too. Yeah, that's right. Too uh, bad very, I don't remember his name.
0: Very, very, very cool. Um, and congratulations on your national championship football team.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, great show, guys good start to 2019 we've got a lot of great guests planned for 2019 so
2: i gotta give you a vouch you're very organized going into 2019 yeah, way I, more I like how you started it out fast,
0: so all right thanks again to dave dildine WTOP reporter he joined us today on pace the nation he told us that amazing story of how he saved uh, a woman in the rock creek the creek a couple songs sundays ago so thanks to dave for joining us all right for Amy me docs and Test Strike. I'm your host, Chris Farley. This is Pace Nation. We'll see you next week. got an amazing story for you guys uh dave dildine he's a reporter for wtop uh he's a hero he's a true american washington dc hero he saved a woman's life a couple weeks ago when he jumped in to the rock creek creek Creek. (laughs) (laughs) and saved uh sarah Kirkpatrick. uh amazing story dave dildine from wtop he's going to tell it next here on pace the nation
2: the best part of that is that the first time you say Rock Creek Creek is going to be edited out and thrown at the end, and so nobody's going to get the reference when when you did it right there. That's true. <laughs> it's fine. Well, if they listen to the Easter eggs, it will be explained.